Good evening, and welcome once again to the Newark United Pentecostal Church Digital Campus. Especially if this is your first time to be with us, we invite you to take advantage of our archives at newarkupc.info, which have been growing since we shut down for our, phys our physical campus because of the COVID-19 pandemic. We've been at this for nearly a year now, and it's been our aim to bring you biblical, spiritual content to provide context for you as you continue to study, to pray, and to seek the will of God for your own life. If John could get into the Spirit on the Lord's Day on the Isle of Patmos during his exile, then we have no excuse to drift with all of the tools that are available to us in these days. Now this week we are studying the role of servants as demonstrated in the Bible. My assignment for tonight is to examine a story from roughly 4,000 years ago. The servant we're looking at this evening is Eliezer. The uh, chief servant of Abram from Ur of the Chaldees, who had settled in the land of Canaan. Despite much speculation, we really don't know very much about Abraham before he began his journey to Canaan. We do know, according to both Genesis 13.2 and 24.35, that when he came out from this, his sojourn in Egypt and afterwards, Quote, Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold, unquote. Uh, we're using the New Living Translation. We're also told in Genesis 14, 14, that when his nephew Lot was captured, uh, he mobilized 318 trained men who had been born into his household. This was his own standing army of his retainers, his servants, whatever terminology might be appropriate. And uh, Eliezer was also mentioned in Genesis twenty-four thirty-five, and that quote is, the, the Lord has, or he mentioned it, that the Lord has given him, speaking of Abram or Abraham, flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, a fortune in silver and gold, and many male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. So Abram, later Abraham, was a very rich and powerful man. He not only had much, but he knew how to take care of and increase his possessions. But there was a gloomy side to this story. All was not well in the promised land. Genesis 15, 1 says, Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said unto him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? 
since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said unto him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Now, something like 15 years later, Isaac was born, fulfilling this promise of God. And at that point, there was now no chance that Eliezer, the servant, would become Abram's heir. How much Eliezer may have known of that possibility is uh, not clear, although he was probably well acquainted with the customs of that time and place. Then came the day that Isaac was a full-grown man, ready to take a wife. Abram then calls his oldest servant, very likely this same Eliezer, for a special mission as found in Genesis chapter 24, beginning with verse 2. One day Abraham said to his oldest servant, the man in charge of his household, Take an oath by putting your hand under my thigh. This was a, a method that they used for solemn occasions in that day. Swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. Go instead to my homeland, to my relatives, and find a wife uh, there for my son Isaac. And we'll skip down to verse number 10. Then he loaded 10 of Abraham's camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from his master. And he traveled to distant Aram Neherim. Uh, there he went to the town where Abraham's brother Nahor had settled. He made the camels kneel beside a well just outside the town. It was evening and the women were coming out to draw water. O oh Lord God of my master Abraham, he prayed, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master Abraham. See, I am standing here beside this spring and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. Now this is my request. I will ask one of them, please give me a drink from your jug. If she says, yes, have a drink and I will water your camels too. Let her be the one you have selected for Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. Before he had finished praying, he saw a young woman named Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, who was the son of Abraham's brother Nahor and his wife Milcah. Now, that would make uh, Rebecca be Abram, Abraham's great niece. Uh, Rebecca was very beautiful and old enough to be married, but she was still a virgin. She went down to the spring, filled her jug, and came up again. Running over to her, the servant said, Please give me a little drink of water from your jug. Yes, my lord, she answered. Have a drink. Then she quickly lowered the jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink. 
When she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too, until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all his camels. Now remember, there were 10 of them. The servant watched her in silence, wondering whether or not the Lord had given him success in his mission. Then at last, when the camels had finished drinking, he took out a gold ring for her nose and two large gold bracelets for her wrist. Whose daughter are you, he asked. And please tell me, would your father have any room to put us up for the night? I'm the daughter of Bethuel, she replied. My grandparents are Nahor and Milcah. Yes, we have plenty of straw and feed for the camels, and we have room for guests. The man, was still talking about the servant, bowed low and worshiped the Lord. Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, he said. The Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master, for he has led me straight to my master's relatives. Then the young woman ran home to tell her family everything that had happened. Now, what are some of the lessons that we can take from this story? Even before he set out on his journey, Eliezer sought clarity. We didn't read all of that, but, uh, but he sought clarity about what Abraham wanted. He proposed various complications to gauge the parameters or the limits of his discretion in decision-making in, in this enterprise. To do our job well requires that we have a better understanding of what is going on than did Ahimaaz uh, in 2 Samuel 18 when he ran to David with news about uh, the battle with Absalom's forces. <laughs> but he didn't know what the news was. We need to be prepared. Now, whatever your expectations, just do your job. Eliezer at one point could rightly expect to become the wealthy man at Abraham's passing. Keep in mind, this is something to remember very well that all of our expectations and assumptions are wrong. They're wrong in one direction or in the other. We need to operate on the basis of what is, not our feelings of, uh, uh, over the variance between our dreams and reality. I've seen people throw away great opportunities because what was facing them didn't fit what they were hoping or what someone had told them to expect. If things don't work out like you expected, hey, that's normal. Just keep doing your best at what you should do. Years after any hopes of an inheritance from Abraham had evaporated, Eliezer still faithfully served his master. 
This man lived the principle, if not the exact conditions, of Psalm 15, 4, which speaks of those who keep their promises even when it hurts. Eliezer not only obeyed his master, he trusted God. As the King James Version translates Genesis 24, 27, I being in the way the Lord led me. We've talked about that one before. And where God led, Eliezer followed. Again, from the King James, we find in Ephesians 6 and 5, and uh, then on through uh, 7, I believe it is, yes, 7. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, with singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Who's your boss? What we do should be rendered as a service to God and not just to whomever may be in charge currently or uh, signing the paycheck. Whatever anyone else does, my efforts, your efforts, should be aimed at pleasing God. Now, this servant went well prepared. He took 10 camels worth of expensive gifts to be equipped for any eventuality while he conducted his task. The master's business requires us to be ready. The good thing is that in both situations, both then and now, that our master has an abundance of supply for whatever may face us. We just need to be careful to tap into his bounty ahead of time, a golden trinket, or a ready answer. They're not much good if they're 200 miles away. Eliezer set high standards. Watering 10 camels is not a chore to be undertaken lightly or by the lazy. The Library of Congress feature Everyday Mysteries reports that camels can drink large amounts of water, well, hello, up to 20 gallons at a time hauling potentially 200 gallons of water is not a task for the fainted heart or the weak of knees and back. But Eliezer knew the kinds of demands that great wealth could place on its bearer. It is not all just eating bonbons and being waited on from dawn till dusk. He also knew that someone who will work without promise of reward is of a different mindset from one who only puts in great effort when there is a known potential of a great return. Someone like Rebecca, who volunteers unbidden for a massive undertaking like watering tin camels, is telling you whether 
he or she understands it or not. Something about that person's character and drive. Eliezer made sure he was completing the task as he was assigned uh, and as he had been directed. He continually checked all along the way to be sure that he had the family tree right, uh, to properly explain his mission to the family, to leave the final disposition in their hands. There would be no kidnapping for the Lord or any such nonsense in, on his watch. And then once the matter was settled, he did not delay to complete his journey to finish his obligation. These are all in things in the story that I didn't uh, read all of them tonight. In my early youth, I was trained as an oil field welder, a modern equivalent of blacksmith of yore. Uh, strike while the iron is hot is not just a saying to me. It was a method of getting the job done. There are things in living and working for God that require patience and waiting. And there are others that we should act upon as though the battle trumpet were sounding loud and long. Hurry up and wait is a familiar saying in the, in the military and in God's kingdom. We just need to be sensitive as to which to do in each situation. Let's pray. Lord, help us to be good stewards, good servants to the best of masters. You're so rich, your streets are paved with gold. You own the cattle on a thousand hills. And you own the hills and all the minerals that are under those hills. You've not only given us opportunity to serve you, but to be your heirs as well. Help us, dear Lord, to be clear about what you expect of us, to do our job even, no, especially when we don't understand what is transpiring. Let us trust your leading as we work, not just when men are watching, but knowing that we serve you always. Guide our choices as we prepare spiritually, physically, mentally, and materially to, to do your will. Help us set high standards, not just for others as the Pharisees did, but for ourselves that we might stand approved before you. You promised to be with us to the end. Help us continue on with you to the completion of our task, our journey, our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Well, thank you for being with us this evening. We hope that you can join us again tomorrow night. God bless you and serve the Lord.